Mini episode 1179 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at Sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1179, part of our FDH Lounge Look Back, Look Ahead series with the 2010s and 2020s. This is our examination of the NHL during these time periods. We've got our top players of the 2010s and top projected players of the 2020s and most important storylines of each decade as well. We start with our top five players of the 2010s. Number five, Evgeny Malkin. Number four, Henrik Lundqvist. Number three, Patrick Kane. Number two, Alex Ovechkin. Number one, Sidney Crosby. For honorable mention, it's Steven Stamkos, Eric Carlson, Claude Giroux, Anze Kopitar, and Carey Price. Here's how we project the 2020s. Number five, Nikita Kucherov. Number four, Leon Dreisaitl. Number three, David Pasternak. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. Number one, Connor McDavid. For honorable mention, it's Jordan Bennington, Kale Makar, Sebastian Ajo, Austin Matthews, and Jack Eichel. Here's our top five storylines of the 2010s. Number five, it wasn't exactly the golden age of the goalie. Henrik Zetterberg established himself as clearly the best of his generation, even with just a single Eastern Conference title to his credit, albeit he's had a tremendous international career. The man who bested him in the 2014 Stanley Cup Final, Jonathan Quick, was roughly tied with Corey Crawford and Tuka Rask as the best big-game goalies of the decade, but none of them put together the kind of longevity at an elite level to put themselves with the all-time greats. Carey Price became one of the best international goalies in Canadian history, but partially because he was bereft of those star-laden blue lines in front of him, was unable to replicate that success for Montreal. The game is waiting for one of today's young lions to take the torch from Hank and do even more with it, because it's unprecedented for the best goalie of a generation to have never lifted the cup. Number four. More than almost any other sport, hockey had an explosion of young talent, especially among the forwards. With deep roots in many countries, young point generators are spilling into the NHL at an almost historic rate, assuring the game's continued health in terms of highlight reels, if nothing else. Number three. The Troika of Chicago, Los Angeles, and Pittsburgh dominated the decade with seven of the ten Stanley Cups. All of the Hawks and Kings Cups predated the Penguins ones, and the Hawks and Kings are of course both in the West, so they never met on the biggest stage, but Game 7 of the 2014 Western Conference Finals was one of the greatest and most important games in recent league history, given what was at stake for the two teams. Boston also won a cup and came up short in the finals two other times, and 2018 stood out both for Alex Ovechkin and Washington finally breaking through, and Expansion Vegas being their foe on the grandest stage in their first year of existence. Oh, and Laura Branigan won the 2019 Stanley Cup for St. Louis. Number two, a cultural change visited the game, first in terms of greater player protection vis-a-vis -vis physical contact, 
and then the revelations of molestation and other wrongdoings perpetrated on junior players, and the final nails in the coffin of the media career of Don Cherry. Hockey's ethos has always been defined by the strain of Canadian culture that is uniquely blunt and blue-collar, so its adaptation to a society that is not tolerant of that way of thinking will not be without its bumps in the years ahead. Number one, even as the Canadian roots of hockey were celebrated like never before with the proliferation of outdoor games, the country's historic Stanley Cup drought pushed past a quarter century and kept on going. In 2010, Vancouver replicated the close calls of their own franchise in 1994, Calgary in 2004, and Edmonton in 2006, if not the route of Ottawa in 2007, and then Canada replicated the record nine-year drought of cup appearances established from 1995 to 2003. For most of the decade, Canadian teams didn't pose much of a threat to take the cup collectively, only springing back more strongly to contend in the late 2010s. The return of a talented young team to Winnipeg helped matters. Meanwhile, despite being the worst of times for Canadian teams in terms of the all-important cup, it was the best of times internationally, with Canada triumphing repeatedly at the NHL level in the Olympics and World Cup against a deep field of strong hockey countries. And here's our top five storylines looking ahead to the 2020s. Number five, there will continue to be plenty of opportunities to market young stars to the mainstream, and hopefully the league will uncharacteristically take advantage of them. Blowing the chance to market the truly unique Sedin Twins was unforgivable, but there are always new chances available with the star power of this league. Whether it be Johnny Hockey or somebody else, the NHL desperately needs some star power to break into the mainstream, but first, it will have to realize and accept the necessity. Number four. In a sport singularly unafraid of labor war, the chance for labor peace actually looms. Two years ahead of the CBA having to be dealt with, cautious optimism is in the air for a sport that has never had anything go easily in that arena. Given that each shutdown has interrupted precious momentum for the sport, a deal must be ironed out before that doomsday scenario materializes again. Number three, with more expansion ahead with Seattle, the league must avoid getting watered down as they did following the previous cycle of addition. This shouldn't be an issue with a deeper international talent base and less aggressive expansion overall for the league this time around, which would avoid a self-inflicted wound that the league can't afford. Number two, will the offensive spike of 2019 continue unabated into a new decade? If so, it could lead to a level of excitement in the game unseen since the 1980s. Again, there's certainly enough great young goal scorers in the game to make it happen. Number one, hockey will have to find its way culturally in the modern world. For almost the entire history of the sport, it's been copacetic with the persona embodied in the last few decades by Don Cherry, but no more. It's fair to say that Grapes is out of step with the sensitive ethos of the modern era, and 2019 made clear that the hockey world is leaving old-timers like him behind. How will the culture of hockey mesh with the society of the 2020s now that it's determined to do so? The success in keeping their loyal base of fans happy will depend in large part on how they manage this balance. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.